0: Hello, thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today we continue in our study of 1 John. Today's reading comes from 1 John 8-10. through This passage gives some practical lessons on sin and our Savior. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, so 1 John 1 8-10 reads, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So I see three key points in this passage, and I want to show them to you today. First off, central to the gospel is realizing who we are. So first off, we have to realize that apart from Christ, we are dead in our sins, and we can't even want to know God. So, on our own, we just we hate the idea of submitting to God. That is totally contrary to our nature. We are born in sin. So, when we see God and his call to righteousness, we hate that because that's against our nature. However, there is good news. Despite our total depravity, our lostness apart from Christ, our lack of any hope on our own, We have hope. We have the Holy Spirit who gave us life when we first knew Christ. He gave us life so that we could know and love Christ. He changed our desires. And he made us want to know Christ. He gave us that desire. We love looking to Christ. And that led to our faith in Christ. He gave us life in what's called regeneration. So now... We have no obligation to sin, because we are alive in Christ. However, that's not to say that we never sin, because we are still flawed and sin. So that leads me to my second point, the sin problem for believers. So, when we sin, we must confess the sin. It's not like if we sin, it's when we sin. So, sanctification, obviously, that is, our becoming more like Christ, aims to make us sin less and less, and not only that, but enjoy Christ more and be like Christ more. However, we still will sin. We are still flawed humans, and we won't get that until the resurrection of our bodies. So, how do we fight this sin problem? First off, like we said, we must confess the sin. Admitting the problem is the first step to recovery. So sometimes for me, when I'm like worrying over something really silly, just saying that as a prayer or writing that down as a prayer makes me stop worrying about it because I realize like, man, that is really, really silly that I'm worrying about that. Try that. it will. I, if you do that, you will worry about so much less. And then the stuff that you still think is worth worrying about, scripture talks about and obviously scripture talks about the little things it says don't worry about your life what you will eat what you will drink so we just have to realize that our worries when we admit them that is so crucial to us fighting that and that's just one example obviously there are a whole host of other sins secondly after we confess we must prayerfully search the scriptures for guidance So sometimes our first reaction is to look to other sources, other people for help, which is a good thing. However, we have to remember, God will give us the most aid in fighting this through his word. So we have to pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance as we search the scriptures. And this is where having a whole knowledge of the scriptures is really crucial. This is why I would recommend trying to read the Bible in a whole year. It's a lot of work, but it's truly worth it, because you get to get a better sense of the whole Bible, and it really is helpful. And this is where you can use, like, for example, maybe the Bible app has a um, has a search engine. That's helpful sometimes if I want to look up a certain passage, type a keyword in. So just things like that. Searching the scriptures to see what God has to say on your sin. Third, We must realize that Jesus is indeed faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So that means no pity parties. So this is where a lot of people just like stop. Like we love ragging on ourselves like, oh, we're terrible. And we think that's a good thing, you know, like, oh, I'm realizing how bad of a sinner I am. So, yes, you should realize how bad of a sin you just did is. But then you have to remember Jesus paid for it. Jesus' payment for your sins is greater than any sin you can do. It's not like, oh, well, this I've done it so much that he can't forgive it. No, he's forgiven you. And I think it's awesome to see how in history, God's worked through some of the sins of past saints to for his glory. So um, one comes to mind is Augustine. He made a vow to St. Anna, I think I don't even know who that is that he would go to a monastery and that led him to um, Learning more about the scriptures and then eventually coming to know Christ. So God worked through that sin of vowing to a dead saint and um, He used that for his glory and one of the key reformers in the reformation So we have to remember that our sin may be great and it may have great consequences but we have a greater God who is still in control. So do not throw a pity party. Do not, like, wallow in guilt. No. Jesus paid it all. There is therefore now no condemnation. Think on that. Read Romans 8 if you're having a struggle with that. And finally, we see a warning against heresy. So this is a slightly different topic than what we've been going over And I get this from verse 10. It says, If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So that verse is a little more specific, but I kind of zoomed out on that one. And really, I think that applies to all heresy. If we deny key doctrines, like say we have not sinned, the truth, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So I think that applies for believers too, who are true believers and are just who believe a heresy. And when we do that, We can't enjoy God's word because we're denying part of it. And so that's something that we constantly have to be making sure we're not doing. And one helpful way of doing this is by going to other believers. And like if we have some cool newfangled idea, just run it by another believer. Run it by someone who you know and respect as someone who is well rooted in the scriptures. And there's probably a reason why your idea is newfangled. new. Nobody's ever seen this before it's probably because that's not what the author meant. So just, if you are tempted to, like, have this new idea or, like, argue with the scriptures, don't, please. It's not worth it. So we have to remember, again, when we're fighting heresy, that heretical ideas probably sound really cool. So it's not going to be, like, crazy whack ideas that just sound awful. No, they're going to sound really good. However, we have to realize that God's word is completely true and that God is perfect. And so sometimes we won't understand how something is just or how something is right, but we have to remember God is just and infinitely wiser than us. Thanks for listening to Adopt Your Believer's podcast. We're so glad you joined us today and we would love if you shared us with your family and friends. If you haven't already, please subscribe so that you can follow along with us every day we post.